Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I'm hanging out with the baking soda and the vinegar of Broadway United Methodist Church, and you put them together, and there is an explosion. <laughs> I thought one neutralized the other. No, there was. An, remember, like you made? Did you ever make like a volcano in elementary yeah. school? Yeah. And you put the baking soda in, and then you poured the right. vinegar in. And it was like, and it okay, yeah. foamed up. Yeah. Yeah. I actually use that to um, clean out my pipes, like on the sink. You know, if there's a clog, oh, you can uh, sprinkle yeah. some baking soda, hit it with some vinegar, yeah. and... <coughs> to man. Well, okay, does it bring that. the clog up? Does it explode it back up into your face, or does it take it oh, Well, you got to wear, wear goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Safety is priority one. Plumbing goggles. <laughs> and uh, some, of, some, some of it does come back up, but, yeah. but typically, you know, it's... Uh, kind of like a bad burp. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird because when you have battery acid build up on your terminals on your battery, you put baking soda on it to neutralize it. It doesn't foam up; it neutralizes. Oh yeah. Ah, oh. that, that's okay. There's okay. something I don't know here. <laughs> well, First time I've heard him say that. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Hold on. <laughs> This the podcast here officially renamed things Wendell doesn't know. Be a very short, be a very short no, podcast. Be very long. We could drag it out for one episode. Yeah, be doing good. Get like five minutes. That's on right. Yourself. This is so bogus. Wendell, what is in the spirit of honesty and safety? What is another thing you don't know? Because you're kind of like our resident Renaissance man. Oh, there's some. Oh, I'm. Y'all have got me so wrong. Do you know what wine you drink with fish? <laughs> a, like a whole bottle, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> do you, no, I have no idea. I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I really, what I know, I know fairly well, but there's so much stuff I just don't know anything about. Like what wine to drink with fish? I don't know <laughs> culture. I don't know fine things. I know woodsy things and barney things and... Barney things? Like out in the barn. Oh, barn. oh I thought you were talking about Barney Fife. <laughs> oh, no, I do know about him, too. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the dinosaur. Oh, no, I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah. Although I have a purple guitar that I call Barney. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, for the record, if you are wondering, the wine, the proper wine to pair with fish is a Pinot Noir, Pinot, <laughs> Pinot Noir. That's a white. That sounds like a detective novel. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah. Walk down the hard a, streets of Bowling Green, that's Kentucky. It. That's it. Searching for a good plate of fish. <laughs> yes. I don't know. So where is, would is you? Is that red or white? Or it's a white. Is it a white? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All righty then. Here we go. You know, well, I stepped on a grape the other day. It didn't complain, but it did let out a little wine. Oh boy! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the room groans. <laughs> That's better than the usual response I get. <laughs> well, for those of you still listening, uh, I'm really grateful. Both of you. Yeah. yeah. Our spouses again. All to, That's right. all to a few that are listening. Yeah. Uh, this is Wendell and Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Those harbingers of culture. <laughs> oh, so not. Um. I think we mentioned last podcast something about the term that Jesus used at the last of the Gospel of John when he promised the Holy Spirit, and I and and he used it over and over. 
So it wasn't a casual flyby. It was a, he landed on that term and he hammered it over and over. And he kept calling the Holy Spirit the paraclete, which is a Greek word that described even a fishing buddy or a partner or, or whatever. And, and the idea was one who comes alongside. And, and I've, I've really started thinking about that, that he said, it's better that I go away because if I do, then I can send you a partner who is with you now, but he will live in you. The word partner, this is the God who created the universe. This is the God of the old Testament who thundered and roared and was in pillars of smoke and fire and says, don't touch the mountain, you know, when he's up there with Moses and all of a sudden he, he wants to live in us and not even as a judge or a policeman or a leader or a captain or it's as a partner. Right. And yeah. so I'm trying to wrap my head around what is he up to? What is, yeah. what is God has always done a lot of confusing things, but this one is like, what? Yeah. yeah it's, it's almost as if he's inviting us to be comfortable with him and his presence with us. I, we tend to get stressed over it, I think, uh, and this relationship with God and how to make sure we get it right. When that, you notice I said right instead of right? I don't know what's wrong oh with me. Goodness. Oh, you've but been in Maine. I've been in Maine. You took That's a it. vacation yeah. in Maine. And yeah, talked to Bob. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I, you know, and I, I thought about, I was thinking about this while you're talking there. This idea that he, you know, in Revelation he says, "I stand at the door and knock, and I will come in and make myself at home with you." Is basically what he's saying. And that whole idea of abiding, yeah, yeah, is being comfortable with God with us, rather than being stressed about messing it up or doing it wrong or not doing it good enough. That I should be doing more or better or hard, it should be harder or whatever, when when this partner is comfortable with us. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a pretty profound idea that God is comfortable with us as we are. It. Uh, when whenever you start talking like this, people inevitably bring up, well, did did God change? Did did God shift? Did God what? What's going on with God? Because. You know, don't touch the mountain. Right. We got the same God. Yeah. We got the same God who supposedly flooded the earth, who said, "Go ahead and wipe out villages full of men, women, and children." You know all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's it's to me the way I understand, and I could be wrong. The way I understand that is that in the Old Testament, God had to deal with us as children and we understood him as children would understand. And so what appears to be this big ferocious God was really just a parent trying to corral a bunch of cats, you know, yeah. it's just, right. it's like herding cats to have a bunch right. of little kids, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so it looked like a frantic, mean, vicious God was really um, a, a God trying to handle kids and the kids were looking at him through kids eyes. Right. Yeah, and, and so we've painted this picture of of God. We've understood this picture of God and thought it came through an adult mind, but it really was. It right. was more of a child's mind. Yeah, and the only lens they had was the lens of their neighbors, whose God was yeah manipulative and evil at times and abusive, and who had to be appeased over yeah. and over. And yeah. so you take this idea that. God is trying to do something brand new in them. This whole idea of having one God rather right. than many right. is something brand new. But they, but to 
to make that shift was really difficult for them. So we have Jesus, you right? Know? And so we have a, an image, uh, a picture that helps us to understand that that God is love, like you were talking about before we started that whole idea. Yes, because somebody when when I start talking to somebody here in the church about uh, partnering the Holy Spirit, partnering with us, well, uh, he he was kind of like, yeah, but uh, God does is jealous. God is. He kind of wants to be the boss and be jealous, and yeah. and 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 we were we were talking about well, um, you never see that in Jesus, yeah, and and so the the jealousy of God we see in the Old Testament um, is probably not the kind of jealousy we think it is. It's right. probably a different kind because when Jesus came, He said, "This is what my dad's like," and it, there was no jealousy. Right. There was just yeah. this picking up babies and kissing them and yeah. hanging out with hookers and winos and just right. He was so comfortable in his own skin and with everybody. He wasn't checking. Okay, are you a are you a a misbehavior or are you a behavior? Yeah. He, he wasn't right checking on people that way. Right. Yeah. And it was a it was this idea that um, Jesus represents um, a God, and we talked about this a little bit earlier too this healthy God that we, he wants to have a healthy relationship with us that isn't, uh, based on this desperate need to be affirmed or to be safe. You know, obviously he's willing to, to take risk in relationships, to be vulnerable. Uh, and, and yet he continues to love us with this unconditional love that isn't based on what we do in response to it. Like a healthy person would. I, I, I think God is not cocky, but God is confident. Right. Yeah. And, and and we almost treat him like he's cocky or that his ego is really fragile. So yeah. we have to treat him just so. We have right. to praise him just right. We have to talk to him just right. We have to serve him just right. Or somehow we're going to upset his very delicate balance. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and, and the other extreme would be, well, no, he's, he's kind of cocky and proud. But no, yeah. he, he's... I think he's just confident that I believe love works. Yeah. I believe it wins. So right. I'm going to enter in this relationship with you knowing that my love is going to win you over. Right. It may take some time, but shoot, yeah. I got time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that he has that. Um, and it's not just that he sees the end from the beginning, but it's that he knows who he is and he knows who we are. And he has calculated or figured it out that, yeah, my love is is enough that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Yeah, and yeah. That was, and he said, you know, it's finished. It's done. Yeah. I think, I think Wendell, to add and to what you said and to add to what you just said also, Wayne, um, I'm, I'm struck by the passage in Revelation, I think it's 21, where, um, you know, there, there's the culmination of all of this, you know, bizarre imagery but the place that it lands is new heaven, new earth, mm. God coming down like mm. a like a bride prepared for her husband, mm-hmm. and um, to to me that communicates something very profound. I mean, not only that every tear is wiped from right. every eye, right. but that um, as often as we think of making a decision where we commit to God, mm. the corollary mm. of that is it's it's not us dressed up like a bride; it's it's God Himself. So right. there is there is a commitment from God right. to mm. us mm. to to mm. intertwine with us 
to to equally commit maybe more so commit yeah to us mm-hmm. and 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 to share life with us so it's it's uh it's a mutual commitment it's a mutual I mean, we see that in the in the sacrifice of Jesus. It's a mutual sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this together, right? Um, yeah, he he he, but he's it. He's also willing to do all the heavy lifting and the grunt work. Yeah, you know he. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 original covenant. What they call it a suzerainty covenant, whatever. Where they cut up the the animals and they walked in between them and. And 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 God and, and that one there, the way God did it, the way the, the the vision played out or whatever, God did all the heavy lifting. Right. He he shouldered right. all the burden. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's yeah. just his track record. Yeah. Essentially, instead of the weaker party walking through the split animals and yeah. saying, "Yeah, if I mess up, let what happened to these animals yeah. happen yeah, to yeah, me." Yeah. 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 God Himself. Yeah. The 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 King in in this equation. Yeah. Yeah. Walks through right. uh, the, yeah. the split yeah. animals and and essentially says if. If we, if I mess up, let this happen to me. It, yeah. And you have to ask yourself the question: Why? Yeah. Why do we have this God who continually does this over? He continually shrinks himself. And 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 I had somebody the other night after I taught a lesson on this. They said, "You're making God so small." And I think, "Oh my no, this this is a God who's so confident in himself that he will get he will appear to be smaller and smaller." And more and more, he's he's washing disciples' feet mm-hmm. after he's told them, "You're going to deny me and betray me and doubt me and all this stuff." But give me a foot, let you know. Yeah, I I, I want to serve you. Yeah. I want to get below the betrayer. I want to get below the denier. I right. want to. I don't want to get it over you. I don't want to yeah. lord this over you. I want to get below you. Yeah. And 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 well, God, what are you doing? You yeah. know. Yeah. But it's it, I, and it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of absolute confidence in the power of His love. Yeah, yeah He asks us to trust Him and have faith in Him, but He has faith in Himself <laughs> before us. And it must be puzzling <laughs> to be God and say, "Why don't you trust me? Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been around like forever, <laughs> <laughs> almost like that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.